Hello, and welcome to our Top of Mind podcast. In this program, we will sit down with a higher education technology thought leader and discuss the innovative projects they are working on now and into the future. I'm your host, Caitlin Olkani, Vice President of Client Services and Cybersecurity Research at the Tambellini Group. I'm joined today by Shadi Azam Gomez, Vice President for Information Technology and Chief Information Officer at Suffolk County Community College. Over the next few minutes, we are going to hear Shadi's thoughts on talent management in higher education IT departments. Let's get started. Welcome to the program, Shadi. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for joining us today. You and I have had a previous conversation about managing your staff in IT and around the importance of communication. What do you think about IT staffing in general at a public two-year institution? Do you have any personal philosophies on the most important positions? Well, Caitlin, that's a very uh, good question, and it's a question that it's often in uh, my mind as a higher ed leader. Uh, if you have looked at EDUCOS's uh, top 10 issues for the last few years, hiring and retaining talent in higher education is one of the hardest things, and it's one of the, the top 10 issues. Uh, for us, we are on Long Island, and as such, uh, we are closer to New York City. So at the time of hiring uh, technology personnel, it's extremely uh, extremely important for us to make sure that our package and our value is well represented to this to, to any prospect employees uh, when when we post a position for a software developer, for instance, they can see the same posting at a private at a private corporation in New York City. And, and that will be, uh, from a salary perspective, it will be a, a much more attractive uh, position. So things that we have to try to sell them or, or, or try to uh, uh, emphasize when we make an offer is the value that they bring to the institution, how they will be helping students. Uh, uh, besides our wonderful benefits package and whatnot, we have to make sure that they understand the mission. We are, they are not here just because they need a salary. Everyone needs the money, but we want to make sure that they understand the value that they bring to a community college, to a two-year college. The fact that they will be transforming lives by the software that they develop, by the phones that they install, by the wireless access points that they install all over the college. So we, I, I try to emphasize the importance of the importance of the of the position, not only from from a monetary perspective, but from the value that they will provide by the uh, legacy that they can leave by working at, a, at an institution such as a community college. So Shadi, once you have people hired and they've committed to the vision of the institution. What are your thoughts on managing your talent? <clears throat> that is, uh, so some of the things that we, uh, I always like to say that I like to, uh, to lead with kindness, uh, leadership with kindness. And, and I want, uh, you know, my management style or my leadership style, it most resembles, resembles uh, servant leadership style, which in essence, uh, 
I do empathize with our uh, employees. I want to make sure that our that I understand what are some of the troubles that they might be experiencing, not only in the work in the workplace, but you have to understand what is happening in their personal lives at some level. So certainly, you don't want to dig too deep into it, but but as, as Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, establishes, you cannot be rewarding an employee. Uh, or moving them an extra step when you know that that their their basic needs have not been met. If they don't have food to put on the table, if they don't have a solid roof uh, to sleep under, so empathizing with my employees and always making sure that I understand uh, what their needs are helped me tremendously at the time of managing them. Uh, one thing that I do every six months, I call every single one of my employees uh, for a one-on-one meeting. And I call these meetings uh, Cookies with Shadi. And they come over and we have a conversation uh, about their work, about how things are going, about what it is that they think we could be doing better in the institution. And I make sure that I listen. And, and I always say one of the most powerful uh, methods of communicating is listening. So I will listen. And I will also try to I'll make uh, an effort to make sure they feel they are the most important person in the room. Uh, so I want to hear them talk to me and, and tell me what they think the institution could be uh, doing better. Sometimes just by meeting with your staff, uh, your direct reports, you are missing a lot of valuable information that might be buried two, three, four layers below um, just because they never have an opportunity to talk to a senior administrator. So I make sure that I give that opportunity to all my staff every six months. Oh, that's great. I'm sure you've had some really interesting conversations come out of those meetings. Absolutely. Another type of meeting or discussion that you and I talked about was having an adult conversation or the importance of an adult conversation with employees sometimes. What do you define as this adult conversation? That's, uh, that's uh, adult conversations are, uh, I always refer to them, uh, especially when I talk to my staff uh, about the importance of having them. An adult conversation is when you finally sit with an employee and you tell them in a candid manner some of the feedback that they need to hear. Uh, for instance, I worked all my life in higher ed- education and I've had incredible uh, uh, leaders that helped me tremendously. They coached and mentored me. Uh, but it wasn't until uh, later in my career that somebody finally sat with me and, and told me things the way they were. The, my previous supervisors, they would tell me, Shadi, you are doing great. This is excellent. My evaluations were always extremely positive. But there was nothing ever uh, given to me as far as improvement. Uh, and it could be from simple things such as uh, repeating yourself when you're doing, a, uh, when you're doing some sort of presentation. <clears throat> or, or, or the way you are presenting you, your mannerisms at a meeting, uh, you know, you're crossing your arms, your body language or whatnot, things that you don't realize that nobody really wants to talk to you about. And, uh, and, and, and once you do, and, and once you receive that feedback, you will certainly correct it. And uh, as I said, those are difficult conversations that are not necessary and nobody has to have them. But uh, from a coaching and mentoring perspective, you need to have those conversations with your employee as hard as you think they could be. Uh, and I make sure that when I drive those conversations, 
I tell them that this is not a reprimand. I am telling you this because I want you to improve. I'm telling you this because I want to help you grow within the organization. I'm not telling them this because I want to uh, undermine them or, or minimize their role within the organization. I give them this as positive, positive reinforcement and positive feedback for them to be able to, as I said, grow within the organization. Why do you think these adult conversations are important? They, as, as I said, if, if, if you don't do this for your employees, and one of the things that I always say, I, I, I like and I want to surround myself by champions. Uh, I have seen management styles where supervisors will never allow employees to attend professional development and training, will never give them positive feedback, will never try to coach and mentor them for them to grow within the organization. They will take all the credit and they will never reward their employees. And um, by having this kind of conversations, <clears throat> you are empowering your employees to be better, uh, motivating your employees, helping, uh, helping them uh, grow, to an extent that they become, as I said, your champions, right? Your captains around you, they help you. They help uh, push my vision. It's not a one man's job or a one woman's job. They will help me uh, once I, 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 I provided what they need. Once I have the conversation with them, if their communication style is lacking, I will provide professional development and training where they can go to training and, and get communications training or customer service training. A report uh, training, and this will help them in their career. And when it helps them in their career and they are being successful at what they do, in in return, I will also return, I will also receive some of this credit because they will help me, as I tell them, they will help me look better because they are empowered and they have been learning uh, a lot of, they, they've, many of these issues that in the past were not addressed, they are being addressed. As I said, it has to be done in a very, in, in, not in a reprimand type manner. They have to be, uh, when you speak to them, they have to be presented in a way where they can see that this is valuable, that you are doing this for them to help them grow, uh, to help them become better at the workplace. So I can imagine that some of these conversations are uncomfortable for the employee. Have you ever received resistance or negative feedback from someone you had one of these conversations with? For the most part, uh, it has been positive. Uh, sometimes they don't understand kind of what had happened uh, during the conversation. And maybe hours later or a day later, I will receive an email thanking me for, for what I had done and how much they appreciate it and whatnot. But occasionally, uh, I have I can remember at least one employee who stormed out of my office and, and thought that I was trying to frame him. And perhaps I did not handle the entire situation well, but but not all employees will will be receptive to to this. Um, so they employees, if you don't present this, as I said, if you don't present this in a in a way where they feel valued, and they feel that you are trying to help them grow, um, they will take this as as a personal attack. And as I said, I had some uh, short fuses in my uh, in my office where I they simply got up through the chair and, and then stormed out of my office and slammed the door. So um, you have to be very, very careful with, with the tone and, and at the time that it's been done, uh, you know, understand what's, as I was saying, understand what's going on in their personal lives will help you uh, have this personal, these uh, difficult conversations with them. Uh, 
the time of the day. You know, they might have just come out of a long meeting or they might have been at the end of the week. They might be tired and this is the last thing they need to hear. So pick your date, pick your time uh, and understand if there is any background uh, situation that might affect this conversation with them before you have the conversation with an employee. What types of behaviors would prompt one of these conversations? It's uh, the the behaviors could uh, certainly vary. It's mostly on when you see that you have an employee, and, and I'll give you a, a, an example. I've, I've uh, worked with individuals in the part in the past where the information security officer. Uh, was at a meeting with vice presidents and other executives. And this individual, he was extremely talented and uh, yet he failed to dress accordingly. He would come in to these meetings on a t-shirt uh, just because he has always been an IT guy and thought that IT guys can come to meetings with t-shirts. So I didn't speak to him, but I spoke to his supervisor and I told him, you know, this guy is at a meeting with uh, executives. You might want to talk to him about the need of, of dressing a little more appropriate for this type of meetings. And the feedback that I received was, well, he's so good that I don't want to have, to, I don't want to talk to him about that. I know it's a problem, but he's so good that I'm afraid that if I talk to him about this, uh, he might get very upset or he might just leave or whatnot and we wouldn't we don't want to lose this individual uh and as i've always said everyone is replaceable i am replaceable everyone is replaceable so that should never be a concern but the fact that this supervisor never spoke to the employee this employee will never get out of that role if the, if this employee tries to grow within the organization from an information security officer uh the chief information security officer position becomes available he will, you know, when he applies for it, and the fact that no one ever told him, no one ever had the courage to sit with them, with him, and tell him, "Listen, you need to start dressing a little more accordingly to to, to attend these meetings," uh, will play uh, a role at, at the time of getting the job. And he might, he might not get the job, but the fact that no one ever told him, uh, he does not realize that that he's hurting himself. And as I said, he has to be presented in a way that. You want him to grow. You you are doing this for him. You are not doing it for, for me. And, and you could actually tell him, you know, this is a hard conversation for me to have with you, but I want you to know this. I want you to know that the tone of your emails, you know, that's another thing that I constantly have com uh, uh, conversations with, with my staff. Look at the tone of the email. Sometimes you write an email thinking it's one way and it goes out and it's read a different way. Mm -hmm. So always be careful about these things. So, so and, and sometimes, as I said, people don't do these things. They have incredible employees that they simply don't put a greeting on an email. So the emails are always found as attacks, are always interpreted as attacks. It's like just put a little greeting and a little goodbye. And, you know, no one has ever told them this. They've been working in IT for 30 years. And, and, <laughs> and it's these simple things that, that just because nobody was ever, nobody, nobody ever wanted to address these things. Uh, it, it's incredible. <clears throat> oh, no, that is incredible. Well, you know, what do you recommend other leaders do to start having these types of conversations with their employees? Because as you said, there are a lot of opportunities to have constructive conversations, but people shy away from them because they are uncomfortable. Absolutely. 
the uh, the thing that I always tell uh, leaders at the time of needing to have one of these conversations. So let's say you have a staff of X amount of employees and about five to 10 are the ones that you've identified that you would like to talk to them about these specific things. Pick the ones that you know you have the closest rapport, the closest uh, uh, uh the connection with them before you talk to to an to an employee that you have never spoken to. Uh, as I said, the fact that I meet with every single one of my staff members uh, once every six months, and this goes from administrative assistants to uh, senior directors. Uh, every six months, I will meet with every single one individually. You start developing that rapport, that relationship with them to be able to tell them these things. So. Make sure that whoever you're going to start talking or whoever you need to have this uh, conversation with, they are, you feel that they will be receptive to, to it based on your relationship with this individual. Uh, if you don't think they will be receptive, do, do not start the conversation because, as I said, it might just blow in your face and the guy might storm out of your office. But if, if you could just identify the specific uh, population where you could target first before you go into the unknown, um, that's what I do. And, and always try to tackle smaller, easier manners to, to discuss uh, and, and, you know, leave the harder ones uh, for later. Become a little more experienced about having these conversations. Anytime I have one of them, I learn something. And I am from there, I can, I know that the next time I can fine tune my conversation with another staff member to make sure that uh, I don't make the same mistakes when I have that conversation with them. Well, Shadi, thank you so much for your thoughts on this great topic. Do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, yes, uh, certainly. As I said, I encourage every single, every single leader uh, in IT or non in IT to make sure they, they, they have the courage to have this uh, long lasting conversations with, with their staff, make sure they, they find the time to first build a report. And that's something that in IT, it usually doesn't happen. You know, people are sick of meetings and all our meetings are always based on projects and problems. Uh, make sure you find the time to connect with your staff and to make sure that once you have, in, uh, you have established that connection with your staff by having, as I said, this, uh, one-on-one -on -one meetings with every single one every six months, and they might take two, three weeks of non-staff meetings to meet all your staff. But once you have established that relationship with them, you will be able to tell them, hey, listen, you know, maybe you might want to change, you might want to look at the tone of that email, or maybe you might want to talk, uh, you might want to uh, revise how you talk to this person because of this and that and the other. Um, and, and, when things are not working, make sure that you can provide professional devel development and training, but do not ignore these issues, these issues, because the more you ignore them, the more they will grow, and eventually they can become serious problems for you. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us today, Shadi. We appreciate your participation and all of your thoughts on this topic. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. This concludes our podcast for this month. Thank you so much for joining us and look out for our next podcast coming up at the beginning of next month.